Welcome to The Lunch Table, where real friends who are real pastors having real conversations you may or may not have said out loud once you've left The Lunch Table. Welcome back to The Lunch Table. We got myself, Nate, and Drew. We've already been talking. We've already been laughing. We've already been telling stories of way too much TMI. And Drew and I are on the edge of our seats because... Nate has a question that he wants to get us started with, but we don't know what that question is. And he asked it to tie into something we were talking about earlier. So it makes me really nervous. <laughs> What's coming our way? It's going to be the great. Pre, I can't wait. The pre-record questions were way more lighthearted and fun. Okay. <laughs> okay. But along the same lines of if you, you know, if you do have like a staff bathroom, or you have a staff area and you see a mess or you see something gross and you know, that was probably one of my leaders. You know, that was probably one of my people, my staff. Um, you probably have an idea who it was. Do, do you want to know who it was? Do you want to know what caused that? Um, and it's interesting. So like in a public restroom or whatever, of course, it's just gross. Like, no. But does it change the fact if it's your staff or someone you're close to? To me, I still don't want to know. I don't want to know who left that stain or, or did that <laughs> deed. I, I don't want to know. And it's interesting y'all ask that because on a Facebook group, um, this this like lay leader guy, not lay leader, but he's like probably the associate or like the um, executive pastor or something. He's not the lead pastor, but he's really pissed at his lead pastor because um, the lead brought their youth pastor in the office and was like, all right, man, I just got your giving report. And I know you make 50 K a year and your giving last year was only 4,000. And so mm -hmm. that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Like you're not giving enough. And it turns out in that case, the guy was like, Oh, I was just tithing off of take home. I wasn't tithing off of pre-tax. So that's a debate. That's a question. But mm -hmm. I was just curious, like as associates, as youth, like, a, do you, does your pastor know if you give or not? Is that okay? And B, should it be that detailed? Like, I know exactly the amount and that's a problem. And so he brought him in and had a meeting with the guy and the guy was just upset, mad, and felt like it was too intrusive. So I don't know. Do you want to do you, are you okay with your pet boss man knowing exactly how much you give and should he know and hold you accountable? Or is that don't ask, don't tell? this is so, so much is, deeper than than what we were talking what about before i already had that question <laughs> oh in my, my gosh <laughs> y'all i just want you to understand i want you to understand no, no. we went from i literally asked the question <laughs> i asked do you guys poop at your church office <laughs> and now we're talking about listen all uh, you have to follow the process i had that question ready for today already i like it okay no no no, but, for sure yeah, yeah. but then hearing y'all talk about i don't want to know which staff left that stain on the toilet yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> right right yeah. right right right. i just right, thought right. if you don't want to know who left the stain do you know do you want to know what they're giving i mean where do we draw the line mm. Drew, do you, i can do you tell you it's before this? giving for sure <laughs> um, no, so so for me personally, um, I know that my lead pastor has the means to know if he mm -hmm. wants to, right? And I don't think that he's the kind of guy that wants to. Um, but I would not be okay with 
him keeping me accountable to that. Well, that would suck. That would be a big, big old no, no. Um, just cause I feel like that's just a, a personal thing. And spiritually, that's something that like you as a person have to deal with. Right. You know? And so like it just in my mind, I feel like that's something that it's like, it is an act of, of obedience for sure. No doubt about it. Like I, I totally agree. And I do tithe. Okay. Okay. Just for everybody. <laughs> I was about to say, I do. Tithe. Why? Okay. Why? I don't, you want it. <laughs> right. And so, so, so that's the thing. Right. So I definitely do. Right. And, and some of that giving, you know, like my over and abundance goes to other ministries like intern Academy and things that were, you know, whatever, but like, I wouldn't want, like, if we had a building campaign or something like that and they were like, Oh, well, why don't you give, I'd be like, Nope. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That's that is Nope. I, I've had a guy before, like not on my staff, but on a different staff, talk to me about, dude, my pastor has an issue that I use my tithe for a separate ministry altogether. Mm. Like he wasn't tithing to his church. He was tithing to like a ministry outside of his church. Yeah. Here, and his thing was, as long as I'm given, I'm given, you know. Mm. Here's what's interesting to me. This is where my thought first goes. Why doesn't that pastor realize that's more about him? not setting like expectations or teaching or having, you know, him saying like, Hey, this is a high call thing for me. Like, has that come up in his staff meetings? Has that come up in some teachings that he's done recently? It's just interesting to me when lead pastors call people like staff in and have this expectation of this is what you should be doing or shouldn't be doing. And they're upset about it when you're like, well, was that that's you are the leader of this organization or you are the leader of this church and you are the leader of that staff. So, like, does your staff understand your biblical belief or what what you and your church believes tithing is all about? And I find that that's more of an indication of the leader than of the staff person. Right. So what I hear you saying is like. If that wasn't made clear, hey, I'm going to know and I'm going to hold you accountable and you need to give X amount. Deep, no, 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 deeper than that. If it wasn't made clear through like, we believe scripture teaches this, you know, we believe that this is a, yeah. you know, this is a high priority. Our church puts on mature, you know, Christian maturity, you know, and so for me, it's like if the pastor isn't coming at it from like, a biblical, like heartfelt, like, hey, this might be a, are you only tithing this much because Satan has like a foothold in your life? Or you have this, you know, you're a mature Christian in these areas. Here's another area, the faith that, that you could grow in. Like to me that that's what it is. But like, I think if it's just like, hey, you should be tithing because we need more. I don't know. It just like, that's where I feel like a lead pastor should it should be an indication that they haven't taught their staff a maturing faith giving, like a giving from the heart and what that means and what scriptures yeah. scriptures called them to do. And I think that would like and you kind of touched on this a little bit and what you just said, but like the um understanding why they're asking that would be mm-hmm. that would be the kicker for me because m- most of the time that's that communicates more so to me that the church is struggling 
and those that extra thousand was like a problem <laughs> right mm-hmm. and it's like and if that's the case you should not be looking to your staff like that's not a that's not where you look for that you know <laughs> it's like that that sucks right and that, and it's not a like a okay who didn't do this or who who is in our church that didn't tithe their full amount or blah 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 you know and it's like yeah no like you gotta you gotta turn to god and be like hey what's what do you want us to do with this you know it's like that's that's your act of obedience as a leader to say okay well now what <laughs> you know like not not a what did we do wrong who who messed this up right i'll say this too one other thing why I think a pastor should know, I don't know about the exact amount, but he should know what is that his staff is giving is because he does have to stand up on stage and say, right. you know, our staff is, you know, he, he, whenever they're talking, like he might want to say something like our staff believes in what we're doing so much. They, mm-hmm. they faithfully give, we know this is a part of a maturing Christian, things like that, like a capital campaign you know, they uh, uh, whoever is leading from the stage, they got to say the correct and honest facts from the stage, right. whatever, yeah. whatever that means. And so there is an aspect of that for sure, because we ran into um, I wasn't here at LifePoint yet, but I just heard the story about how they brought up and all stuff like, hey, we want everybody is everybody is the whole staff giving because I'm about to go up on stage and talk about giving and how the whole staff gives and da da da. Well, they found out that one person considered their student loans their tithe names drop the names i don't even know their names i don't even know who they are i but i just heard the story their student loan their tithe because they went well because they went to i guess like i I don't even know the story my guess is they went to a christian school and And you know become pastors and they just that's how they justified it and that kind of thing that's a teaching Um, and stupidity issue (laughs) well no that i mean but there's things that honestly i feel like that's one of those moments where people assume a lot of things for sure Mm -hmm. and it's like and and honestly like to be you know fair to whoever that was like they needed somebody to teach them the correct like understanding on that and it's like and nobody did Right. And that sucks. <laughs> like that's, That sucks for their, you know, for honestly, for their faithfulness, not for not for the church, just more so for them, too. You know, right. like that. that's tough. Well, that's why that youth pastor who just got called in, he truly thought he OK, I don't I don't know who it is. I don't know who you're talking about. But like if he truly thought it is a hard thing to, to go from, I am trying to do what God's called me to do. I uh, thought I was in the right. Right. Mm-hmm. But man, that is so discouraging. When you walk out of that office going, what, you know, why is he getting onto me about that and looking? Does that mean he's, and then like that leads to so many other thoughts of he knows who is, yeah, (laughs) yeah. He knows who is who. So, yeah, so that, that's the kind of thing you need to know up front, like, like that, You, you know, your guy let the staff know, Hey, I'm doing a series. I need to know who's giving. Um, so like in my case, like to be a trustee, to be on staff, to, um, you're required to give. Now I don't know who gives what amount. Um, but at least they know ahead of time, these are requirements. So can I stir the pot here a little bit? Oh man. That's my, I think a pastor should know who their top 10 givers are. Okay, I do. That, I 
I think that when you look at when you look at the world around us, right, and you look at what your church is trying to do, mm-hmm. and the decisions you can make, and the people that that could could really even go far. I don't know what the exact word is wording for this is, but even go beyond like to write them a note and just say thank you because your your generosity alone or or your generosity goes makes so much happen, you know, for them to know that. And I heard this one other talk, and this was interesting. So this is probably some bigger churches. This is this is where it kind of changed my mind. He said, You're gonna have some people in your congregation who are high, like there's like CEOs or a company are like really high in some companies, right? They they live in a world where someone goes and taps them on the shoulder and says, Hey, let's go to the golf course and talk about, or let's go to the golf course, or let's go to lunch, or let's whatever. And they were saying that that's just the world they live in. And when you start talking about like huge sums of money, like it's not necessarily that they're just used to that. That's just kind of like a concept that they're just kind of, that's how their world works. Mm-hmm. Whereas, so it's okay to know who, I don't know. It was just an interesting idea. I, and I don't have a great mindset around it. I probably couldn't defend it great right now, but it just changed my mind on, okay, I guess it would make sense to say, to send a thank you note and yeah. things like that. I mean, in the, in the non-for-profit and donor, I mean, people know their donors, they know who's, you know, I don't know. I so the then that came up in this question as well um on the podcast I was listening to but you know some people say no you shouldn't know because that changes how you feel about people so if you know who is giving or who isn't giving you would treat them differently and I'm just like well then that's a that's a maturity issue on the leader like yeah yeah I can't help but feel it and know it but you know that that'd be a challenge for to me I my my reasoning for that like I, I agree that you know it wouldn't be the end of the world for the pastor to know is for that reason too to like send thank yous to send whatever um to let them pick where you go out to lunch after church instead of the one not giving like whatever you know um <laughs> I, <laughs> but yeah I think i'll just the, say i'll say this real quick i would just say the only thing that you do treat them differently someone who's not tithing it's a spiritual matter so you right. are going to treat them differently versus someone who has millions of dollars and you're saying, hey, we get this incredible opportunity coming up. You know, we kind of yeah. might need a little, you know, a little bit more to make, you know, to build this playground or to yeah. whatever. Yeah. I think the difference, like, and I've seen this happen in some churches and maybe not, I don't know. There's some situations that I actually know this happened um, and some where it's like, it's just a suspicion, but um, where, um, you do know those top givers and those top givers make decisions and, mm. and help like to guide the way of the church. Right. Like, and not, and it's not even in a way of like a, on the deacon board or whatever. It's like a, well, I don't really like that. And then it's like, oh, well, we can't do that because they're our top giver or like something like that. That's when I have a problem with that. I can't. That's that's like the line. Right. There's a thinking is one thing for sure. Absolutely understand that. Like like appreciating people's generosity and championing it like right from some from some way, you know, even even if you're not naming them, but to say like, hey, like 
someone gave a an amazing gift for this project that we're working on right and just like champion that because you want to honor people's generosity and 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 use that to spur others onto it right that's totally fine but the the mm. line of like you cannot tell us what god is going to do with this ministry it's a this is a this is a us we're going to as a pastoral staff you need to trust us to take this ministry where it needs to go <laughs> dude I, I, I go ahead nate i was gonna say i just heard a crazy example of that not exact thing but in a good way where a pastor buddy of mine was like yeah man our our accountant guy i mean he is like big money top giver you know and they were having some church struggles as a whole for their giving and and my buddy was like talking about you know I don't know if we can do this raise or whatever it was. Like the details wrong. The guy's like, don't worry, I'm gonna cover that. And Dang. walks around to every staff person with an envelope. Shoot. <laughs> it's like that problem solved. Awesome. Don't cut budget. It's like, <laughs> wow. So on a good level, I want that guy making those decisions. Bro. But... <laughs> yeah, but that's but, like, but that's a generosity thing, right? Like it was like a okay, I see a hole and I'm gonna I'm gonna put money yeah, where yeah. that needs to go. <laughs> you know? Go yeah, ahead and, like, go ahead and type that name. In the chat, so uh, yeah, I might be that's some, some random. What the heck, man? Tell the guy to spread the love. Like, can yeah. you imagine being with your youth team and being like, man, we got this huge trip coming up. We didn't quite raise enough. And someone's just like, I got it. Oh, you're allowed to raise be... money for your trips? Dang, that's crazy. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is going to be a very Matt like take on this, right? Can't wait. Because be here's what's interesting to me. It's sometimes it's not always money, right? I also get driven just as crazy when someone says, oh, we can't take that oh, chalkboard out of the classroom oh, because yeah. so-and-so donated that nope. or so-and-so whatever. So people control the church in other ways too, not yeah. just through their giving. Oh, for sure. And my but my point to that being is goes back to that first story. You got to know the vision and mission of, that God has put on you and your church and you got to lead your people. And hopefully God is working on your people that that biggest donor, whether you know who it is or, or don't like they, you got to always stay true to like, does that move our mission and vision forward? Or is this person trying to put a stranglehold on us? Yeah. And now we're, we're getting off mission and, and off, off topic. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, that, totally agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Because if it's if it's okay to turn if 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 the move if taking the chalkboard out or canceling no okay events too like programs mm -hmm. like I've just seen so many people and and I think this is smaller church issues or big churches I don't know it's just a church issue yeah. yeah is we will we will keep things alive or not do things or not whatever because of people and, and now don't get me wrong this is a lot easier said than done you know i don't i don't mm -hmm. want to be the guy on the podcast on my front porch you know you know saying get off my lawn kind of thing but as a leader that's where you casting vision and mission is so vital yeah. so 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 vital right yeah because yeah, i i thought well first of all and it usually would be financially driven. Like if someone has given something to the church and 
they have a sense of control or it has to bring them the attention, then man. So we, we had somebody one time like say, well, I, I would like to offer, you know, they, they'd come into some money later on. We found out they don't go to our church anymore. It was a long time ago. It was a, what if, what if I gave $200,000, you know, for the, to build a church? Yeah. But I would just want this and this and this. And I remember I was torn. I'm like, the thought of having 200 grand is amazing. <laughs> like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But if their intention is, but I want this acknowledgement that didn't sit well with me, you know, like, because yeah. if you're, if you're giving of your time or you're giving of an, an object or giving of money to further the kingdom and the, to pour into the vision, then you shouldn't care if we end up moving that out or not. Yeah. Like what, what, what if, if that, I think you said a chalkboard or whatever, what if that board serves a purpose for a season and then it's time to move it out to do something better. You know, you got to be cool with that. Um, oh, I we're we're hitting on some pet peeves today. I uh, my very first church, the only time I dealt with this, but they had a school in there, and, and the youth group started growing. We had to expand the room, and it took me like three oh. meetings to move some filing cabinets out of the way, mm. and it was like an issue. And I'm like, that's we got to make more space for teenagers, and this is a problem. Like, oh, that stuff drives me nuts. Yeah, yeah. And- that's where you lose people. But like, what if mm-hmm. the rich young ruler was like, okay, Jesus, what if I didn't have to sell everything, but I just gave you $200,000. Can I still be <laughs> one of your disciples? Well, no, like, yeah, Jesus, <laughs> I'll take the 200 grand, but you're still going to hell if you don't change your heart. <laughs> <laughs> like we, we know how Jesus responded to that. We know how he responded to a rich, young, good person. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and mm-hmm. You know, that's where I, it's easier for me to say, I just want to say this to any of our listeners. It's easier for for my role and what I do. It is easier for me to say this. I understand that, that I'm not leading a whole church or the, 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 I'm not worried about like a handful of people's jobs and livelihood and things like that. Like, I don't, I don't experience that kind of pressure, but I will say as a staff person, that it is insanely difficult to ever stay somewhere where you think the mission and vision bends and breaks mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. certain people or certain programs. It just based on giver, based on yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like my biggest pet peeve with the church is I actually I don't know how I feel like they don't really release num like like money numbers like totally. Like you can see how much is like towards salary, for example, but like, I don't know what every, what everybody makes and or I don't know, you know, a lot of details. And I find that that always puts me at a disadvantage when I feel like I, you know, want to talk about those things or whatever, hmm. or when it comes to me, like, I don't know. Like I've always, I've always felt like that is hard like when it comes to money. But what I do know is I will follow a strong mission and vision all day long if we stick to that. I can yeah. bend on those other things. Yeah, I, I had a great example of that in my church where a guy, he's like, man, I just, I trust the vision. I trust the lead, your leadership. Um, and he said, man, just came into some money. It might have been back with COVID money, whatever, and was like, handed me an envelope of some cash and was just like, I just trust you to help out and help people with this the way you feel led. Like yeah. that kind of giving, you know, doesn't he doesn't want to be known. He doesn't want a plaque. He doesn't want, you know, just like yeah. that kind of giving. So 
I got to be honest, I'm feeling convicted today. Maybe it's coming up. Who knows? But like, yeah, if if someone wanted to make a donation or some, you know, based on the information you do have and they're wanting acknowledgement and they're going to be a thorn in your side, mm-hmm. I, man, you'd, you'd have to say no, because that does not go with the vision of our church. It's not to bring you glory or to acknowledge you. It's, you know, for God. So that'd be tough. Yeah. And I think something like more, more common for me and like our minister here is like the program that you have to, you know, that people really want to stick to like how it's been, mm. you know, like that was, that's like the thing that, um, mm. that I've, I had to walk through big time being here at Liberty is that like, you know, I've, when we got here, it was like the expectation was that all of our ministries were going to change names to be like Liberty student ministries, Liberty kids ministry. It was like mm. ignite and fuel and all these things before, you know, all those really churchy names that we've all used. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> um, um, but uh, so we changed all of the names as soon as I got here. And then about a year into me being here, I had to swing the ax on Awana. And man, let me tell you, that was a tough one. And we definitely had people walk on that. And like, but now we do this ministry that's like for families to do together with their kids. And it's like, Mm -hmm. so it was actually really funny because it's like the communication that I had to do was, hey, we're moving from Juana to this ministry that, that allows you to go through the Bible with your kids what could be more important than you as a family <laughs> going through the Bible? You know, so it's How like, can you fight that? like, Oh yeah. Right. You know, but people did, you know? And so it's just like one of those things where it's like, mm. man, but now, I mean, it's, you know, almost four years later or whatever. And it's like, can't, I can't even like, I, I don't even think about that that often, you know, <laughs> it's like the, the, the thought of, ever having a want to hear is like, man, I'm so glad that we don't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And psychologically, the, the thought of change, man, it, it yep. stirs things up. It it does. Like if someone's like, hey, I want you to change from iPhone to to whatever the other crap is. No, I don't want to change. <laughs> I know what I like. You know, like no way. Here's um we've kind of run out of time, but I would love to hear y'all's closing thoughts because I, I have two I have two closing thoughts on this is one that I'm going to steal from Andy Stanley, like, like that, that concept of what the end is a thing from Andy Stanley. And he tells a story about how they had to end something and the national, like it was like born out of their church and turned into a, like a national church going thing yeah. that they were ending at their church. So oh, like wow. when they canceled it, he just tells a story about like the CEO or whatever. is like, yeah. So I got a call pretty quickly afterwards from, <laughs> them and they said they work something else out but here's what i'll say about the the biggest giver or the person who's making moves i think a pastor should know because before you make that person mad you can take them out to lunch to try to help them understand mm-hmm. and they do play a big role in what you can and can't do and they do play a big role in your church's future and so i think i'm even sold more on being that healthy leader who can say like, all right, Hey, let's go to lunch or let's go meet because I want you to be on board with this. It's important for you to be on board with this. Now, if they can't be, then you're right. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta move on. Right. Or whatever I think. Um, But if you can give them a little bit more of a chance, 
that's vital to salvations. I mean, like I do see it as like that might mean more people coming to Christ. And that's just a truth and reality that that's, I think, hard to always do perfectly, but it is it is important. So that's just that's just my closing thoughts. So I think you just hit the nail on the head. I think that's huge. I agree. Because even when I made a huge decision, it wasn't about givers, but I went to some key older people in our church and met with them individually about it. You know, so yeah, that knowledge. So my takeaway is quick. I, I socially, I don't want to know who left that stain, but as a pastor, <laughs> I'm cool. I think it would be beneficial to know, you know, that they're giving. Now I still am torn between, you know, okay. Yeah. It's my staff or my leaders giving and Hey, you gave X amount and it should be yeah. B amount. And that's a teaching issue. Like if I've taught correctly, they should know that. So yeah, it's tough. That that opens up a can, but but yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. 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 I think it's honestly one of those things where it's like you gotta you gotta ride the balance somewhere in that, right? You know, that if you're gonna if you are gonna know, you know, to really check your heart, you know, as a pastor, you know, on where what you're going to use that for, you know, and, mm-hmm. and to be intentional about how you communicate things. Um, and I think that communication, like what Matt was talking about is just, um, it's just key, you know, to be able to know and understand. And honestly, I think what you said in your takeaway about like, it could just mean more salvations if they're on board, mm-hmm. man, that is, that's huge for sure. Yeah. To be able to just know that, Hey, you know, a lunch, uh, phone call, you know, could mean the difference between them being on or not. You know, I think more often than not, we're scared to have those conversations. And so we mm-hmm. just make the move and then understand that the, it's probably going to happen after when, if we were intentional and went kind of like balls to the wall here on this and, and just said, Hey, I'm, I'm not going to be scared of that. I'm just going to step up and talk to them first and then see what God does with that, you know, with me being obedient and then, and then go from there. And at least then, you know, not, That's you're not right, yeah. freaking out and waiting till after. And then you get the phone call, like, what do you mean? And yeah, I was like, no, like you got, <laughs> you got time, you know, it's like, then you know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think Spider-Man got it right. Knowledge is power and with power comes great responsibility. So if you know those <laughs> things, how you handle that, that's a huge responsibility. Um, Thanks, Spider-Man. Drew, I, I'm, I cannot wait to know with all the different words we've used, what tags you're going to use for this episode title. <laughs> you could throw some pretty crazy stuff out there for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> from the from the toilet to the accountant, we, uh, we, we covered it all. Yes. <laughs> and I just, I'll say this, like, I know that there's a lot of people listening to this that have a lot of different experiences. Mm -hmm. I don't think, I just want to be clear. I don't think any of us are claiming to be experts on this and knowing every situation on this and that kind of thing, but we are a lunch table. And I know that I always walk away from this conversation feeling good that I know that I have some people in my corner that I can't talk to. And that's what this is all about. So please go find your lunch table, ask your questions, you know, get, get some community around you. And hopefully you'll be able to, to solve all, all the issues of the church in, in, those, in those meetings. Have a good one. Peace out. Bye. Peace.